Welcome to Commodity Comics. This episode 15, guys. How are you guys doing? We are your hosts. I am Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jennifer. How are you guys doing? Yay. What's going on? I'm doing great. What's going on? I am exhausted. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's because I've been playing Overwatch for the entire day. Oh, yeah. The entire day. <laughs> 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 and, and were you playing it the entire night too? <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> I did. I did play some of it um, uh, last night, and um, until they kicked me out of the living room, and then they were like, "That's it, like stop." And then I finally went to sleep. And then as soon as I woke up, I was just like, "Gotta grind, gotta grind for that XP." That's right. So right now, how long is this special? So you're playing Overwatch, and right now they are allowing you to get double um, XP. Double XP, and today, well, the 12th is the last day for their anniversary because okay. it's been a year since oh. Overwatch officially like came oh, out. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Very awesome. Where have you been, Sarah? Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I've been watching Orange is New Black, so I'm very tired as well <laughs> yeah i stopped at i think it was like two uh 130 yeah oh wow yeah i really should have stopped sooner because my my sleeping schedule is like really erratic right now oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. well i don't have anything uh, exciting at all i got an, <laughs> a full night <laughs> and I feel great. <laughs> That's right. You didn't need coffee before. Uh, no, right. <laughs> exactly. So, do you guys have any cool cheese de la semana? Well, I have cheese de la semana just because um, we hosted um, Wonder Woman Day at Heidi Hill Comics. <laughs> yes. And that was super awesome. It really was. The turnout was really great. Everybody was super nice. Um, it was really beautiful to see all these young girls dressed as Wonder Woman. Yeah, they were so cute. They were. And a lot of people, like, did the face painting and the lasso toss. And it was really great. And yeah. I, I, I totally, totally agree. I have a little bit of cheese after you're done. And it has to do with <laughs> your cheese so keep going. Um, so I'm really grateful that my brother and my nephew, his son, came down to uh, Yes, to they celebrate. were so helpful. They were. And, um, and um, even though my little nephew, who's 10, was reluctant to go, he said he had a really great oh, time. Good. Oh, good. Yay. So, good to hear. Yeah. yeah. That, that part is my favorite part. So um, we, we picked out some, we won some comics, and it was just great. It was great fun for the whole family. So if you guys out there ever hear of us hosting an event, um, at Heidi Ho Comics or anywhere else, I really suggest you come down. It's a free event, prizes, and a lot of fun. Uh, so it, much fun. Yeah, and then they had little dogs there, too, so it was great. I took my dog. So yes, I was like, the pet costume. It, it was great. <laughs> it was great. You really had to be there, guys. So next time, really, if um, you're in the neighborhood or maybe plan ahead and head on down to Heidi Ho when we host an event, I promise you, you'll have a great time. So my achievement that is uh, piggybacking on yours is that um, all the cool pictures that were taken of those adorable little girls who were cosplaying. We had um, quite a few Wonder Woman cosplays, and then there was a Supergirl. Um, they were all so cute. They were all probably between the ages of, like, 6 and 10. 10, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and um, my husband shared one of the, the pictures up on social media, and it got picked up um, by 
one of the people who oh, were there right. actually oh, yeah. shared it and tagged Patty Jenkins. And so she saw the pictures um, yeah. of the little girls and um, she, uh, she commented on it. But, yeah, um, I just see so much positivity uh, out there with the way that this movie has been um, totally affecting uh, young girls and young boys and adults. Boys and adult girls, <laughs> world uh, all over the place. So um, I, I can't even say enough of how awesome that event was. Um, and just in case you guys have been living under a rock, Patty Jenkins is the director of Wonder Woman, the that movie that's kicking butt in the box office. Just so you guys, in case, just in case <laughs> you guys didn't know, but I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. knew. I'm sure. Yeah, it made, just made uh, 200 million domestic. Uh, for its second week, which is That's already amazing. more than BVS did, which immediately crashed after womp womp. its opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, just hitting on that, it was one of the uh, one of the only uh, su- uh, superhero movies that didn't have a promotion um, promotional uh, budget. Really? Yeah. Oh, they didn't yeah. have one what? at all. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <sighs> I think they just spend it all on you know, Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. They didn't well, want to. Well, we did. And Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And Suicide Squad. <laughs> Remember, we did say that it got so little advertising. Yeah, absolutely. Suicide mm-hmm. Squad had that very cute uh, yeah. Snapchat <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. That was another pet peeve. I went to go see uh, Wonder Woman twice, and I looked for a Snapchat filter and didn't find one because I totally wanted to pose like Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah, there was a BBS Snapchat filter, too. Mm, absolutely, uh, yes. Oh, and that was kind of annoying, I, I felt. I, yeah, it was annoying. Because you had to wait to, like, get into armor, and then there was lightning behind you that crashed. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, That was on the Snapchat filter for for Batman vs. Superman. I'm always ready and willing to drag BBS. Sorry, 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 internet friends that I talk to who I know some of them listen to this podcast and they love BBS, but I I don't. I'm sorry, you guys. Well, let's hear your love for BBS. Comment, uh, <laughs> comment in the comments and let us know. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're open to dialogue about anything. So if you guys have anything that you want to retort, absolutely. Yes, please. <laughs> Um, oh. So that's my chisme. Who who else has chisme today? Oh, go ahead, Jen. What's your chisme? Well, my chisme is that Lucy Liu was seen at the set of Luke Cage. Wow. There is rumors that she is guest starring in one of the episodes, but she could have also been there directing an episode. That would be what? great. Yes. That would be super I cool. love Lucy yes. Liu, and I know she directed um, uh, some episodes for Elementary. Oh, um, really? Okay. So that's why, and that's why the people were saying that she could be there for either as a guest appearance, and I'm kind of wondering, like, what kind of guest right, appearance? Right, yeah. Who, 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 who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Like, uh, I want to know. But also she could be directing, mm-hmm. and I'm also super excited for that because the, she did some pretty good episodes for elementary. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I've always wanted to go back. Uh, when that f- uh, show first started out, I watched the first couple, and I really liked them. I oh, really, really so liked she Yeah, an amazing Joan Watson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always wanted to go back. So you putting that uh, back in my mind, I'm going to have to go back and try to, uh, to catch up on that mm-hmm. series. And following up on that, there are pictures of a kiss between Luke Cage and Claire Temple. <gasps> oh, <Yeah>. my. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if 
this is the, what the relationship that they're going to be going with in the Luke Cage instead oh, of... I don't know. I have feelings about <laughs> that. Instead of Luke Cage and Anna Jessica. And Jessica. Oh, I don't have, know. I have feelings about that, too, because I love Daniel Cage, which yes. is the, yes. the comic book daughter of Luke yes. Cage and um, uh, Jessica, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. But I'm also like... Luke Cage and Claire <laughs> Temple are so cute. Like, they are. Damn, that's a power couple right there. No. Like, not no. power couple, but, but cute couple. Power yeah. couple would be Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Yes, absolutely. But, like, cute factor is Claire Temple and Luke Cage. But well, they could have a fling. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, they, could, they, could, they could have a fling, yes. She could move on to somebody else. I mean, in I don't, I don't know what the... Uh, in the in the TV show, um, obviously there's a lot of conflict between uh, Luke and Jessica because of the fact that um, his his previous wife um, died uh, directly. There, there's a direct correlation to uh, mm-hmm. Jessica, mm-hmm. and so I think that's a lot to get over. I don't know is that uh, is that true to the comic book story? You know what? I don't. No. Um, remember, because we read Alias. Yes. Elias. Uh-huh. Alias. Uh, Alias. Um, for, um, um, for a comic book club, and he had a relationship with another woman, and Jessica was kind of like a side piece. Right. Um, yeah. uh, oh, wow. That later, <laughs> but that later developed into something else when yeah. he broke up with um, uh, his previous girlfriend uh, love interest love interest not even a love interest Jeez, was this was so long ago i don't even remember this yeah it was a, <laughs> i am um, uh it was it was I, I don't know if it was a girlfriend or just like uh like like uh interest like um uh, friends with benefits kind of thing gotcha yeah but um uh but it, that's how it, i believe it developed in elias it's been a while like mm-hmm. i said um but in the Netflix series, yeah, it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more serious. Right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, I guess I'm really not mad at it either, but I, I just have so many feelings about Jessica, Luke, the Jessica Jones, Luke Cage pairing. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll wait to see. And then Daniel Cage. I want Daniel. She's so cute. She's adorable. Well, I mean, you know, they hooked up in um, Jessica Jones, so I'm I'm eager to see them full on romance. So true, true, yeah. True. I mean, th- that sex scene was like powerful for me. Yeah, has like I mean, the relationships. Sex. Yeah, <laughs> like a really. Rough. If any of you are are reading the Jessica Jones series, uh, comic book series, it's out right now. Um, definitely the re- relationship that she has uh, with. Uh, Luke, yeah, they're married, but it, there's a lot of just strife that's going on, and it ex- it's explained in the actual series, and there is a reveal. Um, but I just feel like that is one relationship that it's never been smooth. There's always been. I mean, she has so many demons, mm-hmm. um, and he does too. So there's um, that one couple who f- who's like fights. Is their relationship or something like that? Not exactly, yeah. but like not fights, but arguments. Yeah, yeah, and sort of uh, like that's their uh, what is it called? The foreplay. Like, <laughs> you know, the, the fighting is the foreplay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they. Um, definitely, there is a little bit of that in the relationship, but I also feel like especially for Jessica that Luke kind of grounds her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he really has a big heart. 
Uh, I mean, when you see uh, just the way that he is written and portrayed in a lot of the different series that he's in, he does. He has he has a really big heart, and he always wants to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Jessica is just really um, – she, she has a lot, like I said, a lot of demons, and she has a lot of um, inner struggle. And mm-hmm. I think that he, he definitely sees that, and he, he tries to help her. And the thing about that is that um, unlike so many other – people she actually lets him right mm-hmm. exactly true, true, true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah i get your conflicting emotions because <laughs> i like colleen in immortal Iris, yes. mm-hmm. but i wasn't really so sure about her relationship with danny because yeah. i'm invested in danny and misty knight yes from the comic yes books. me like, too like, yeah. like like that is that's i want that to happen yes like and i know like, her and luke cage that the first episode mm-hmm. we get uh, one night stand between right. Misty Knight and Luke Cage, which was nice. But <laughs> um, well, it was immediately established that now it's not going to yeah. be like a permanent yeah. thing. It oh, was a okay. one night stand. Yeah. Um, but like, I want to see that. I want to see Misty Knight and Danny Rand. Yeah, I do too. I think she'd break him in the series. <laughs> I, I don't know. Emotionally? <laughs> hey, hey, she uh, might do it literally. <laughs> I, and I want to know if she's ever going to get her metal arm. I know. I was thinking the same. I thought mm. that's what was going to happen yeah. in the series in Luke Cage when mm. she was uh, handcuffed. I thought that that was kind of like yeah. uh, the preface to that. but It might be like a little hint. Like yeah. yeah. It was probably just like a little, like, yeah, homage to that. Yeah. True, true, true. But th- that would be kind of not exactly weird, but kind of hard to work. I, I was gonna say mm-hmm. I probably the that's one of the reasons why Robert Kirkman has um, said, and not that he would ever change his mind, but in the past has said that he uh, he would not go with the uh, cutting off of Rick Grimes' uh, hand in the TV show because in the comic book it's so much. Uh, easier to just draw but in the tv show that brings about a whole bunch of cgi and a whole bunch of other problems mm-hmm. um that could d- drive up not the cost as well yeah. so right for for um, um captain america um the winter soldier the, like i'm pretty sure half the cost went into bucky barnes arm mm-hmm. <laughs> well, of course <laughs> yeah. like, i mean that, that was some pretty sweet cgi that yeah. they did for it but that was like expensive yeah that's mm-hmm. very expensive especially to like make it seem like that like good and that kind of realistic yeah that's that's a lot of money and i don't know if netflix i mean they canceled mm-hmm. sensate because it was too expensive uh-huh. but Marvel, is that why yeah okay oh. and it, it was too expensive and they didn't they weren't seeing enough they weren't seeing enough of uh, what you call it response to it, like mm-hmm. a viewership to it, mm-hmm. and they were like, "No, we're not going to do it." Well, uh, now it's on everybody's radar, so right, exactly. <laughs> because even uh, I had a friend, I've had multiple friends telling me, "You need to watch this. You need to watch this." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Isn't that the one that just got canceled?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's amazing. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, that sucks." I hate uh, to see good series be canceled oh, because absolutely. people didn't jump on uh, quick enough. Well, isn't that what happened with Twin Peaks? Like, years later, they're going to come out with some new episodes. I mean, Twin Peaks also, I think it was canceled, like, on the first or second season? Uh, Yeah. I believe the second season. And then it just really developed a cult following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then now it's back. Mm -hmm. Now it's back. So, I mean, I guess, you know, there's hope for anything. 
at mm-hmm. um you know if there's enough of a following they'll bring it back yeah i mean all they right. brought heroes back too i mean mm-hmm. it didn't survive but they did bring it back uh, and i was all about it me too, too. <laughs> i watched Absolutely. heroes to the bitter end <laughs> me too <laughs> I, I liked season one season two is yeah. Once I start watching a series, they could, I don't know. <laughs> they they like, like, yes, and I, like, I also watched uh, Lost to the oh, end. Yeah. I watched Prison Break to the end. <laughs> <laughs> and well, Prison Break is still on. Well, no, Prison Break uh, got brought, brought back. back. Oh, yeah. yes. oh, that's right. That's yes. right. That's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So, my cheesement is San Diego Comic-Con related. Um, I just, uh, okay, so I'm sure that if you go to Comic-Con, you have friends that tell you, um, hey, can you bring me this? Can you bring me this? Can you stop by this? They have this this exclusive at this booth, and, uh, all I want is, like, five of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... One of the most popular booths at Comic-Con uh, is the Funko Pop booth. And it was just um, just released on their website and some other of their um, message boards that um, they are not going to have a public lottery for preview night. Um, for preview Ooh. night, they're actually, they've already given away the tickets uh, on their um there, I can't remember what it's their fun their Funko um, fan uh, message board or website or something. Um, they've already given them away, and um, people should be starting to receive their emails uh, pretty soon if they haven't already. So uh, if you know anything about San Diego Comic Con, you know that it is a just a massive influx of millions of people uh, <laughs> that are there. Just uh, a lot of people are there for the exclusives. Um, but if you have the opportunity to go to preview night, which is Wednesday night, uh, there is uh, a lot less of a crowd and um, your chances of getting the things that you want are usually higher that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that there isn't a public uh, lottery is because usually how they do it is um, you go to the sales pavilion, you put your name in for a lottery to bit, get picked, and then they pick your number and then you go stand in line. And um, this year for preview night, that's not how they're going to do it. There, uh, although um, there was um, there was a statement made by Yoko McCann, uh, who is Funko's marketing manager, that said. Uh, did confirm that they already held the lottery. Um, oh, fanatics! That's what the board uh, the board was called. The the fun addicts. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, they already held the lottery. But if uh, they already go through all of those winners on preview night, if there are items that are still available after those uh, lottery winners go through, that uh, the booth will most likely quote unquote open to the public time permitting so preview night is um like not it's like five to nine it's like super short like four hours or something like that um so it is um time permitting it is uh pretty much uh a kind of like i think an out for them to say like well we were gonna do it but (laughs) (laughs) time ran out but anyway that is some cheese for um those of you fun addicts out there uh i keep waiting for the funko pop bubble to burst and it just has not done it 
uh, they just keep getting more and more popular. So um, if you're looking to get uh, those exclusives at San Diego Comic-Con, it looks like uh, if you haven't already uh, entered that Fanatics lottery, you might be stuck uh, standing in the sales pavilion at like 4.30 in the morning to try to get in <laughs> Thursday through Sunday. So good luck. Good luck. You know, speaking of that, I think the reason Funko is still so prevalent is because they keep making stuff from what they was that they they originally started like what like superhero stuff like mm-hmm. maybe like comic book based. I don't um, even know. That's kind of an interesting yeah, question like, of where they did start. What did what they started with? What yeah? What did they say, Sarah? You said that before they did like actual Funko Pops, they did some. Well, I, the, the, toys, those like are Mighty Mugs, and I think, but I don't know if they're Funko uh, associated with Funko. I just know that when Funko came into the picture, they stopped making them. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and yeah. they were made out of recycled plastic, cool stuff, cool yeah. stuff. So, I'm pretty sure that they started, like, Funko itself started with, like, major stuff, like maybe, like, Batman, mm-hmm. uh, Superman, like, like, popular like superheroes uh-huh. but now they do television Everything. they do like yeah. they've done like the reality tv yeah. they've done movies they've wow. done like old classic films they've they've really really music uh, sports heroes oh yeah, yeah music mm-hmm. they did some guns and roses, guns and roses amy winehouse motorhead yeah yeah wow. like it's like so many like in once you see them, and, like, there's something of uh, an appeal to them, too. Yeah. They're so fucking cute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, especially for, like, somebody like me, once I see something that's cute, I gotta buy it. Right, like, right, I got, right. I've learned to control it since when I first started actually making money, and I was just like, holy shit, I have money now, <laughs> and I need to spend it all. Um, but they're very, very cute, and they keep doing, because they, they just announced a Kamala Khan yes. pop figure. And as soon as I saw it, I was just like, that's it, I need five. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to buy five, yeah. but I, I really, really want that. And yeah. that's why I think they still have an appeal is they keep making stuff that people like. Right. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And they are. They are super cute. They did uh, try their hand at the uh, the smaller Dorbs, D-O-R-B-Z, which oh, is yeah. short for adorable, um, <laughs> which just did not take off. And I really think it had to do with the fact that they weren't as cute as the Pops, but also the price point was um, not that much cheaper than a Pop. Yeah, and uh, it was a lot smaller. And it, yeah, and it's a lot smaller. And it it wasn't really Dorbs. <laughs> yeah, really there are some that are. There like were a few. My, my Deadpool beloved one. Deadpool <laughs> is amazingly dor- adorable. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, a lot of them were just really weird looking. Yeah, they were mm. kind of ugly. The Harley one was very nice. Harley was we, cute. And that's the one that we constantly kept selling. Yeah. But the Batman one wasn't so hot. No. And neither mm-hmm. was the Robin one. Yeah. And, like, there, was, there wasn't as much of a big an appeal to it. And like you said, they were... The price between the Dorbs and one of the Funko Pops was like two yes. dollars, uh-huh. and I would rather spend my money on a Dorb, yeah, on a Dorbs, on a Funko right, Pop right, right. than in, than a Dorb. Yeah, they're both made by Funko, but uh, definitely, I think that uh, the the uh, Pops uh, have a bigger appeal because of their size and their price, and you can always find a good deal. Um, I see them on sale all the time at Hot Topic. I see oh, them yeah, at Walmart. Absolutely. I see them at Target. I see them all over the place. I've seen them on uh, Amazon Prime, too. Yeah, I see mm. them in stores, and I'm like, 
they sell pops here now. Disneyland is full of pops now. Wow. So right. kudos to Funko. <laughs> yeah. You're they're, ruling the world. They're taking over, guys. <laughs> This week's beer is from Firestone Brewery, and it comes in a cute little box. And very, very fancy looking box. And um, the fancy box uh, goes right along with its fancy name, which is Sticky Monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a sex move. (laughs) This is um, Barrel Age Central Coast Quad. And uh, basically, this beer was, um, I guess, back in the fall of 2006, uh, Firestone embarked on this program where they made a barrel-aged series of vintage strong ales that they were going to use as the base components for other blended beers. And that's where this um, this Sticky Monkey comes from. It, um, it's 2017 beer, and it's a barrel-aged quad. Uh, the back of the box basically describes it as... Um, Let's see. Uh, Turbinado brown sugar from Mexico adds wonderful molasses flavors that are reminiscent of Belgian candy sugar. It has a full body and lush texture with barrel expressions all over. And, you know, I love me some barrel-aged beer. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. It's toasted oak, coconut, leather, and rich cigar tobacco. Uh, what? Yeah, it says this central quad... Central Coast Quad is a one-of-a-kind sipping beer, girls. Do not guzzle. It's a <laughs> sipping beer oh, no. built to last, and we, we will reward careful aging for years to come. So if you buy this beer and you don't want to drink it right away and you do want to age it, um, it is recommended that you store it in a cellar between uh, 45 and 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, which is why I think it comes in a box because that way the uh, no light, the, the mm-hmm. no, uh-huh, no light. In case you don't have a cellar, then oh. you can just put it under your bed and leave it in the box. And <laughs> it doesn't say on the box, but I think it said on the bottle what the ABV was. What was it again? Twelve point five alcohol by. So hence the sipping beer. Twelve point five ABV. I mean one a half of this bottle, and I'm already gonna be yawning and wanting to go to sleep. So um, then I've had, I've had sake with less ABV than that. I gotta say the the um the label is very sexy. It's very sheep. It is. Oh, it is. Well, it, it, it nice. is. It is. Uh, it says Sticky Monkey Vintage, and that that label definitely is vintage looking. Mm-hmm. And we got number four. I don't know if that means anything, but um, it's it's a very sexy label. It's very, I don't know. It it looks very uh, elegant. Maybe. Um, you know, just really, really nice. We'll take a picture of the bottle and the box and put it up on our social media so that you guys can take a look at it. But, uh, yeah, it is uh, 12 fluid ounces uh, and um, definitely 12 ounces of all uh, beer that will punch you in the face. <laughs> 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 and 
when you take the top off, it actually has a little message uh, in it, and it says, "Oh, really? Lions, bears, and beers." Oh my! Oh, <laughs> I'm keeping that. That's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna make it into one of those. Uh, what are they called? Um, magnets for your, for your. Um, for your refrigerator. This is really cool. I'm going to take a picture of that, too. And for those of you who are interested in the type of yeast that is um, being used in your beer, because uh, some people have their favorites. This one is pretty super cool. Uh, it's Lucha Libre. Oh! <laughs> Very <laughs> thematic. Yes. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Well, let's take a sip. Okay. And let me just say, before I drink it, that when Sarah opened the bottle... Uh, we're sitting at a round table, and as soon as she opened it, I could smell the aroma of this beer. And it smelled like a strong, like a strong bourbon or whiskey. Oh, or absolutely. Something. Yes. Uh, so that's, oh, that's, and right my now favorite. I, as I am, uh, you know, swirling it in my, um, my goblet, the, <laughs> the smell is just so strong. It's making my mouth water. Um, I have to, I'm going to start. I'm going to start because okay. I'm serious. All I have to before <laughs> either of you start, I haven't, this is Kristen, I haven't drank it yet. Both Sarah and Jen <laughs> drank the beer and the looks on their faces, um, children close your ears. I think they both just had orgasms. Absolutely. <laughs> oh orgasm. my God, you An are not. orgasm in my mouth. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes. That has a lot of implications. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like, let me just say, if cum tastes this good, I would be sucking dick. All right? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. You. Oh my God! You just hit the nail on the head. This is exactly <laughs> right. You gotta try, it, Kristen. I'm serious. Uh, this thing is like out of control. Oh my gosh! I could just smell this thing all day. Every time I breathe in, it my mouth waters. It smells so good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start because this is, uh, I have so much to say about this. Um, first of all, I was listening to Kristen explain wow. it. Wow. Exactly. We weren't the only ones with the wow. one face. <laughs> 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 yes. And I could feel my face is a little, getting a little warm from the nose out. I could feel that. Um, but uh, for me, I'm just going to go right into it because I'm very excited. Um, I was a little <laughs> bit, oh my gosh. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> it really is, guys. Um, these, where did first of all, where, where did, you did you get this from? Because I'm, I'm, I'm going right case. now. Holy shit! It's Costco, guys. Costco. Oh yes. my god! And, and I'm so kicking myself for not getting more because this is delicious. It's so good. It is. It uh, look. I know. Uh, you know what? Um, I I was very tired. Like I said, I was hung. Uh, I was kind of awake for most of the morning this morning so um i'm really tired but i i and i was really when i smelled it it was so strong like she said it smelled like bourbon so i was like a little scared mm -hmm. and apprehensive i was like oh my god this is gonna f me up <laughs> um and then i was listening to her talk about the the flavors but i was half paying attention because i was uh writing some stuff down um and i have to say this beer nothing really stands out everything is perfectly um, mixed. It's a perfect mixture of flavors. It's amazing. And when you drink it, you think it's going to be strong, and you're kind of almost like, I was almost yes, apprehensive. I mm -hmm. did. I was yeah. afraid. I, I know. Was I was very afraid. I was, kind of, I was kind of like piercing my lips like this, uh -huh. drinking it. Like, I didn't want it to go, like, too crazy. But as soon as it hit my tongue, it was, like, 
so smooth. Yes, very smooth. And so flavorful, but not in the sense that it was too, it wasn't too sugary or anything. It was just right and the fact that we let it sit for a little bit mm-hmm. i think that really helps i think that did help yeah because i this one i do not feel you should drink it straight out of the refrigerator not it i think yeah. this one you let it sit for a little bit um and i am in love with this brew so, i am in love with it uh to me actually the the turbinado brown sugar really yeah, stands out to me out. um <clears throat> and the box describes it perfectly that it it adds this thick molasses flavor and that's exactly what i i taste is it, it's just so like i i can't even like but the cool thing about that is like when i hear molasses i think sugary but it's not sugary well to me it's very sweet i don't i'm somebody who does not like sweet beers um i i'll drink it i'll I'll drink a shandy and maybe have a couple of sips and I'm over it. Um, I think I've mentioned before that I don't like um, I don't like those. Uh, what are those ones that you drink? The ciders. The ciders, yes. Yeah. I don't yeah. like the ciders. Um, and this to me is very sweet, um, but it does not turn me off at all. Um, the beer, the strong beer taste is still there um and the it it is a quad the the barrel age taste of it is just so superb it's 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 very smoky Mm -hmm. and it does say on the box that rich cigar tobacco yes it's very smoky in my mouth that Mm -hmm. there's a smoky molasses and and even like when you poured it, you said, "Oh my gosh, it's, it's so very thick. thick!" Yeah, yeah. very thick. That's and another thing, that <laughs> <laughs> another thing that I noticed is that there's almost no carbonation. Yeah, it's yeah. very low, very, very low, low. Mm-hmm. and it's um, it's just spectacular. This, I would marry this beer. <laughs> Seriously, it is so good. I would, yes, mm-hmm. this. This beer, the whole bottle, I mean, I know it's a 12.5, but yes, it is a sipping beer. I could just all day, all day sip on this thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, I think I really strongly recommend that if you do get this, you do pour it into a glass. Yes. I, yes. Think, yes. Um, I think it's one of those that mm-hmm. you let it sit and you sip it through. You don't want to chug it from a, no. from, a from a bottle. Not at all. So um, th- um you're going to make love to this beer Absolutely. as you're I agree. Strongly yeah. agree. Um, any thoughts for you, Jen, on this? Well, definitely. Um, I definitely do taste that uh, molasses flavor, and I really, really like that. After that, that taste of that smoky taste, that like cigar, uh, mm-hmm. the cigarillo taste, because it feels it, it, it honestly makes my throat feel a little better. Oh yeah, because you're sick. <laughs> I'm yeah, I am a little bit sick, um, but I'm getting better. I'm not coughing a lot anymore, um, and it tastes so good, and it feels so smooth going down. It's I, and I feel like if it was just super sweet, it would be a cider. Mm-hmm. But it isn't. That smoky aftertaste mm-hmm. really like hammers down like the uh, sense of, yes. of beer. Mm-hmm. That this is this is like a really good beer. For me, I feel. I know you guys were focusing on the sweet. For me, I I taste more of the bitters. I'm mm. I'm more. Uh, I can feel more of the bitters in this brew, um, which is weird. Um, 
but uh, maybe like chocolatey kind of bitter like i don't know but that's that's more of what i get than the sweetness like that for me overpowers the sweetness so an interesting thing that the box says is that uh this barrel aged quad evolves um and there's a different a different face each year as mm. it, it ages it it changes and evolves uh, and it, on the bottle, there's actually the number of cases that were made because it, it was a finite uh, brew. Uh, there were only 9,500 cases produced. So I say that we get into our cars right now <laughs> and go, go to Costco. Let's go. Absolutely. Costco. I agree. Right now. What time <laughs> do they close? We need to make it. I think they're already closed. But, but tomorrow. First thing. <laughs> tomorrow. First thing. Um, yeah. So um, are we ready to rate it? Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. You know what? That's it. It's finally. This is the yes, Super Saiyan. This is it. Yes. yes. This is the I got Super it. Saiyan. This is the Super Saiyan for me, yep. too. For me, yes. too. Super mm-hmm. Saiyan. Absolutely. I uh, I totally agree. So, ladies, we're definitely going full Super Saiyan yes. on this. Yes. All right, guys. And as promised, we went to East LA Comic Con. I know we already talked about this, so we don't really have to talk about the event whatsoever. But we did pick up. Three more comic books there that we are going to review today. And I totally left them somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going full on Super Saiyan on this brew. Definitely. Full on. Full on. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, but, um, Actually, I got this at the Torrance Costco, so if you guys are in the area, in the South Bay area, Torrance Costco on Sky Park has this brew as of the last time I went, and I'm going to actually, if I can, pick two of them up, one for my husband and one for my brother for Father's Day. So if you guys are looking for a Father's Day present, this is it. And I'm going to rush out and buy them all before you guys hear this uh, episode. <laughs> yeah. So if there's no more, we went and bought them all out. Can I catch a ride? Because I'm buying the case. Nice. Oh, just as a aside, do you remember how much it cost? Um, yes, it was about between 10 and 11. I can't remember. For this one tiny mm-hmm. little bottle? Yeah. Worth it. Totally worth it. Worth it. I know. <laughs> I know. I was apprehensive because of the price and the bottle is, is like a regular uh, bottle size yeah. of a regular mm-hmm. brew. Yeah. But then I saw it was 12% and I thought, well, let's give it a chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Meg, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did. Changed. And you know, and, and before. Well, we were, we had another beer that we were choosing between, and when I saw this one, um, I said, you know what? I'm not generally a fan of Firestone beers. Me neither. They just really do mm-hmm. not uh, register with me as something that I like. Anytime I try one, I just, and don't even try to tell me about 405. I, I, <laughs> I, I think it's 805. Oh, I, yeah. Sorry, 805. That's how much you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't like it either. Yes, it's horrible. Yeah, and they also have those at Costco uh, canned um, I think 24 pack and um, yeah I bought them once and I was like God, can somebody drink these because I made a mistake in buying these <laughs> so I was at first apprehensive but the box sold me I was like I'm super super interested and curious about what's inside this box so yeah. I'm so glad we did yeah they mm-hmm. totally did a great job with uh, the packaging because mm-hmm. that really that's actually what um, uh, that's why I was so uh, like, oh, I wonder what this is. Even yeah. though it said Firestone, I was like, oh, this box is pretty interesting. So definitely, guys, pick it up. All right, guys, as you guys know, we went to East LA Comic Con and we picked up some books at the convention 
from uh, Latino artists and writers. Yes, we did. I'm. Uh, I was super, super happy to go around and meet a lot of these artists that were there uh, because I really wanted to be able to highlight a lot of um, of the smaller um, people, not smaller people, the smaller <laughs> printings. That's what I meant to say. I don't know. Um, you can say Hispanics are pretty small. Except <laughs> <laughs> me. I'm above you, average. You're a giant. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I was excited to meet a lot of people who don't necessarily get the opportunity to publish through big publishing houses like Marvel, uh, DC, or even uh, Image or um, you know some of those other big ones. So there were a lot of people there who self-published and a lot of people who um, uh, actually had um, books that they were trying to disseminate through Kickstarter and that kind of thing. So um, we have three more books that we wanted to talk about today to just give a little bit of uh, um, support to uh, some of the other creators that we met that day. Absolutely. Um, so we should start? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Shadow People. The, it's The Shadow People Are Here by Nathaniel Osoyo. I, that's again Nathaniel Osoyo. Um, this, should we just go right into it? Yeah, actually, uh, before you start, I think it's worth mentioning that his... Uh, his website is idraw.com. Now, it is idraw, E-Y-E-D-R-A-U-G-H.com. I thought that was so, so clever. Yeah, clever. Yeah. Didn't he do... Yeah, he did, uh, he did my picture. Uh, yeah, yeah. He did yes, picture. he also did my Thanos sketch. Oh, that's right. You're a really nice one. Yes. yes. So I am uh, I'm super happy with my Thanos sketch cover, and um, I'm excited to add it to my collection. But this was a book that he had for sale there that he self-published, and um, when I read it, um, when I read the back of it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so exciting. Um, the back of it, the little description says, they say that when you are feeling bad, that's when the shadow people come. People say that when you are feeling the most sad, that's when the shadow people come. So some even say that it doesn't take long for them to get near because the shadow people are already here. That is so cool. <laughs> Just that it. alone, you're like, it, it t totally captivates you. And yes. I like the fact that it rhymes. Yes. So I when like I read that, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm all about this. I'm so excited to read it. I thought it was going to be like a real, like, grippy horror tale or something. Mm -hmm. So um, when I read it, much to my surprise, <laughs> it wasn't that at all. Um, it The way that it read to me um, when I first read it was kind of, and I don't know if this is um, what Nathaniel intended, but it kind of seemed more of like um, a kid's book. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Like kid's book or like a kid's beginners to horror. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's a okay. good, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. So my disclaimer is that the first time I read this, I was super, super underwhelmed by it. So I was like, I meh. have to say the same. I was like, meh, whatever. Like, it's cute. It's cute. It. I have to say though, I really like his use of watercolor. I was just oh, gonna yeah. say the exact yeah. same thing. Yes. Yeah. I was gonna say the exact same thing. I. The art is super simplistic in that the main character Reese. Um, it's just kind of like a, a, and his parents are kind of just like, um, if you can just imagine um, the old tiny ghosts where it's just a person in a sheet. Yeah, uh, exactly. that's what they look like. Exactly. Um, with two little eye holes. <laughs> um, and limbs. And yes, and they have limbs. Um, but yeah, even though the um, Reese and his 
parents, and that's parents with a capital P, that, that they're referred to in the book are um, very um, basic. The watercolor and the colors of the watercolor um, art behind it is just really awesome and yes, cool. Yes, I loved it. So... Um, I was a little jealous of the the way he was able to like graduate the color within the watercolor. I yes, thought, oh, yes, thought really, definitely. Yeah, I really really enjoyed the artwork. So I read the book and then I went back and noticed that there was a note in the front <laughs> that said, "This book utilizes augmented reality. This means that there is digital content in the story that can be seen with a smartphone or tablet." So I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Um, but I have an iPhone 5C that still runs on <laughs> iOS 7, <laughs> I was unable to download. So um, when we came into our um, one of our podcasts um, a few weeks ago, Jen had downloaded it, and I reread the story with the augmented reality, and I have to say... Oh, my God. It was a completely different story, and Definitely. it was freaking amazing. Um, the Just that additional little the, – the shadow people become characters in the book, not just something that uh, Reese is referring to. And I um, I loved it. It was – and, and mm. honestly – it was creepy as fuck. <laughs> it was very creepy. Now, the app that is used for this is called Orozma, uh -huh. and I do recommend that you have space on your phone. Okay. Like, yeah. Or if you don't, uh, delete some stuff, delete some photos, cherish photos, <laughs> and download that because it very much does change the experience. I read it with the app already, and so I remember you telling me that you thought this was a kid's book, yeah. and I was just kind of like, what the really? heck are you talking about? Are you, are, you, are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Um, but uh, I'll upload a screenshot later on okay. of the cover. But even when you use the Rosma app, the begin the, the front cover itself has a creepy mm -hmm. figure looming that like it starts it it goes out of the page. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes it seem so ominous. Yeah, and it's very creepy. And um. Uh, the, cre the the shadow people have gradients of color. You can mm -hmm. tell that he did use watercolor for that. I don't know exactly how the Rosma app works yeah. into, like, uploading stuff like that, but that was really super cool, and I was just like, this is creepy. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> uh, I really, I, I, did, I did like it. And I especially, I'm very much a proponent of horror for yes. kids, and then people are like, oh, my God, no. Like, no it's like, <laughs> like, kids are creepy as shit. Yes, like, they are. I <laughs> was reading Stephen King in sixth grade. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And like, um, through the woods. Uh, yeah. This is is definitely yes. super creepy, and it's not it's not like a gore fest, but no. it's super creepy, and it is a great kids horror. Story. Yes. If you're yeah. looking for horror, um, creepiness stories, it's a it's an anthology of um. Of uh, I don't know how many stories I would say maybe no, six five four, or six oh four no, five, five. Okay. I think five um, but through the woods and it uh, I can't remember who the writer is it's all the same writer um, but uh, I first time I read it I mean it was actually one of the stories I had read online that it had been um, 
shared uh, multiple times a few years ago on, um, on social media. So mm-hmm. when I read it in the book, I was like, oh, I'm familiar with this. Mm-hmm. And then just the other stories were so good. Um, I highly recommend it uh, for uh, adults and uh I would say, what, like eight and older? Yeah, yeah. pretty much eight and older. Um, well, I, um, like like Kristen said, when I first read it, um, I was like a little underwhelmed, like you said. Um, I appreciated the, the wording and how it rhymed. Um, but um, then I came in to the podcast and then um, Jen showed me, because I, I downloaded the app. But like an idiot, I didn't follow the instructions. <laughs> so I'm pointing at the pages. I'm like, it's not working. It's not working. Anyway, Jen um, taught me how to use it. And then after that, the the story completely changed yes. for me. Mm-hmm. It was automatically like it just shot up like 10 points for me. Yeah. Because um, just the imagery of the shadow people was just excellent. It was. It's a great. Um, it engages you in such oh, a way. Yeah. Um, and I just loved it. I, 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 I would love to show my nephew. Yeah. Most definitely. Oh, I definitely, I definitely think kids would love this because yeah. kids love creepy stuff. Yeah. And, 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 and not only that, they're technically savvy too. Most of them yeah. have, most of them have iPads or pads or whatever they're called, smart thingies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't have a phone, but they have uh, some kind of tablet yes, of yeah. some sort. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, th- I, I, would love to read any other feature books he comes out with. If this is like the style he's gonna go into, I love it. I oh, totally yeah, love definitely. it. Yeah, and I was um, I was telling Jen that I re I reread it today uh, without um, the augmented reality, but just to kind of remind myself about the story. And I hadn't it hadn't struck me the first time, but um, today it actually struck me the parallels of these shadow people and the kukui of uh, Latino. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Latino background, uh, folklore, Mm -hmm. um, I think every uh, Latino kid has uh, been uh, told by parents, if you don't do such and such, the kukui is going to get you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, who tells their kids that? (laughs) That I mean, I guess it's parallel to the boogeyman. But, but yeah, so... uh, I just feel that the kukui is much creepier than the boogeyman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well... Did we ever really even get a description? No, of that that's what made it that's creepy. That's what made it even creepier. We didn't know. And um, what you call it? I remember as a kid, my mom would have like, never be any place alone or else Kukui is going to get you. And it's like... We don't even know what he looks like. No. Now. <laughs> and when you, when, when anybody you, can be a Kukui. Anybody <laughs> can be. And I think that's what they... It, that was what it was intended. Yeah. With most folklore, there's a reason behind it. Uh, like, uh, like kind of as a, as a form of warning and establishing rules that children don't understand like don't talk to yes, strangers yes. instead of don't talk to strangers like oh no that person is a kukui yeah. and then they'll be like oh shit yeah i want to go to my mom because <laughs> we've been uh, <laughs> at, at it's since the crib we are conditioned as uh, latinos that the kukui is something to be afraid of so yeah. when it's when it's uh, attached to something mm-hmm. that you know that you need to get somewhere safe. But, like, about four pages in, um, Reese, the little uh, kid, um, is having a kind of a meltdown and is, like, uh, creating a big mess. And the parents tell him, go to your room and think about what you've done. If you don't start behaving, the shadow people will come and get you. And that was when I was like, oh, my gosh. My my mom used to always tell me about El Kukui. And 
always, always, I was, like, so scared. I didn't know what the heck it was. I know that <laughs> it just sounded super, super scary. Yeah. And if it was going to get me, obviously, <laughs> that was nothing good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Exactly. When the, I, again, truthful, maybe that's where, I wonder if that's where the actual story kind of um, maybe was born mm-hmm. from, from like the Kukui stories or something. Well, and in this, the, the cool thing about it, though, um, that I actually enjoyed um, also is that Reese ends up befriending shadow people. That's right. And he starts yes. playing with them and actually enjoying spending time with them. Um, and so the book actually kind of evolves into not, so much of a scary story, except for the fact that the augmented reality still shows them as super, <laughs> scary. super scary and creepy. Um, but I, that also was kind of um, cool because um, in the beginning, they're using the shadow people to scare him. But then he's like, oh, they're just like, they're fun. They're friends. And my favorite page um, is where uh, when you just look at the page uh reese is kind of like floating up in the air and like kind of waving and when i just looked at this without the augmented reality i was like okay like because he's a he looks like a sheet i just or a ghost i thought he was just floating up there because he was a ghost Right, Mm -hmm. right but when you look at it through the augmented reality actually one of the shadow people is holding him in his hand right and it's so creepy so so creepy but also so cool because they're playing right um, and and another thing I liked about this book, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, was um, the fact that um, it also teaches a lesson to not yes. be so mean. Yes. And actually, mm-hmm. you have to apologize for some of your actions yes. that may mm-hmm. not be very nice at all. Because Reese, the, it, when he gets in trouble in the beginning, it's because uh, it says that he was he had a problem. He got a little rough, a little rough, and uh, screamed, got a little rough, and caused quite a commotion. And that's why he got in trouble in the beginning. And then at the end. Uh, or more towards the middle, Reese is um, playing with the shadow people, and it says he causes quite a commotion and plays a little too rough. And so he ends up hurting one of the shadow people. Mm-hmm. And um, the shadow people actually ask, uh, the, sh- the shadow person asks Reese to say sorry, and he won't. Mm-hmm. And so then the shadow um, people leave and, and won't play with him anymore. So you're absolutely right. There's a there's a story, I mean, um, uh, a, message. a message here to mm-hmm. the kids that, you know, yeah, mistakes happen and you might do things that you don't mean to. But um, even if you don't mean to, really an apology is worth something mm-hmm. to the person that uh, that was on the receiving end of you not being nice. Definitely. And exactly. actions have consequences. Yes. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you don't think that it's a big deal or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, like I said, the, my first time I read this, I was like, eh, well... It's okay, uh, whatever. It wasn't uh, it wasn't what I expected. But if you do the full Shadow People Are Here experience with the augmented reality, it is really, really amazing. And I highly, I would highly recommend you reading it with um, with your kids, um, as long as they're not too uh, too easily scared, <laughs> uh, because there are some messages and I think some lessons to um, really be uh, taught with the book. Absolutely. Or you can read it to them without the augmented reality. Yeah. <laughs> and then as they grow older and they get rough and they get rougher, <laughs> then show them the augmented reality. Because <laughs> it really is scary. Scare, the crap yeah. Out of, scare yeah. them into submission. <laughs> <laughs> I think this book 
gives and gives on different levels. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> no, I totally enjoyed it. And like you said, um, the, the facts that you touched on were absolutely the same things that I loved about this book. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do we want to do our ratings after each book or at the end? We'll read it right now. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. go ahead. Yeah. So, the first time I read this book, I would have given it a two concha rating. Agreed. But with the augmented reality, it definitely earned my three conchas. Absolutely mm-hmm. agreed. I concur with you, definitely. Um, yes, I was underwhelmed, like you said, so two conchas for me, although I really love the um, uh, watercolor. But once with the augmented reality yeah. hit, I was just like, I mean, I think I might have, like, gasped yes. like, out loud. Yes. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is wonderful. Because uh-huh. I love, you know, horror as well. So this was awesome for yeah. me. This, yeah. this is, like, something that if I saw him again and I saw this book, I'd have him, like, like sign it to my children if I ever ever have them. Yeah. But that would be something that I would, you know, I would definitely read my kids. Yeah, for sure. Jen? Three conchas. (laughs) Ow. No. That was my bad. Awesome. So that's three conchas all around, guys. Um, Next on our list is Samurachi. I can't say it. Samurachi. 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 I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna lie, when I first picked this up, um I am a Naruto weeb. Um A what? <laughs> it's a term. But basically let's just say that um uh, Naruto is a long standing anime. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't. I know which. Now I hear what you said, but I didn't understand it at first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, when I read this, I read it as Samurai Itachi, and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 you know. And then I was like, oh no, it's Samurai Yachi. Okay. And I was just like, and then I was like, it confused me for a bit. I was just like, well, he, I don't, he doesn't look like Itachi, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, but. After a closer inspection, I realized that it wasn't Itachi and that it was actually an original take on something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Samur Ryachi by Mark Martinez. Yes. So I chose... I'm going to grab it over here. I chose this book based solely on this front cover. The front mm. cover looks awesome. I love <laughs> this front cover. And then even the font of Samur Ryachi is awesome. It, and... And then when I asked him, when I asked Mark uh, about it, he's like, yes, he's a, he's a mariachi samurai. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yes. Solid. That, that is amazing. And just his, um, the way that his sombrero is just over tilted. his eyes mm-hmm. and tilted. And all you see is his, his big mustache and his long, greasy, stringy hair. Uh, it was just, I like, I had to read it. I was so excited to read it. So um, that, I was, I picked this solely based on the front cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I think it grabbed me when it said, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. And that's a quote from, by Oscar yeah, Wilde. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like a, a little narration where it explains that it's, uh, it's kind of set in the future, the date yes. is May 20th. Uh, 2517, and the plan is called L.A., Planet L.A. Um, it's a settlement of 426 people, a uh, settlement called Rosa Roja. So Rosa Roja. <laughs> Red Rose. Yeah, Red Rose. Um, the main character is Juan Jose Samuriachi. Samu- I keep saying it wrong. Samuriachi. Yes. 
it's a futuristic setting, um, which I thought was kind of a very innovative idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really liked that. And the setting and actually the first issue uh, shows us a bar scene or yeah. a saloon scene um, where there are several different kind of like robots. And So w- the way I would explain this the setting is that it's sort of like um, the bar that Luke and Ben Kenobi walk oh, into. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, where Guido shot second. Han <laughs> <laughs> um, shot first, you guys. <laughs> yes, Han. Um, so that's what I would describe the first issue as being. Um, we're left with questions on um, the character, the main character's mm-hmm. uh, past, but we sure know that there is a past. Uh, there is kind of like a setup so where we know that there's something going on, something has gone down, and um, and we are in, I guess, for the next installment to find out what that is. Yeah, there is a foil. Uh, Jean-Baptiste uh, is basically, it looks, that what I got from the story is he's the one, and he is, uh, it looks like half human, half like machine? machine. A cyborg. Yeah, cyborg. kind of. So, um, and he is, um, it turns out, searching for um, our protagonist. And I really, I really, really, um, I read it this one again today, too, and I really am interested to see where it goes because at the end of this story, it's a little bit of a, uh, a cliffhanger where um, our Samoriachi um, kind of is shown walking into the sunset and the cyborg is uh, lying on the ground and says, we're coming for you. But then it says, no cyborgs this time. You think you're bad? I know I'm bad, hombre. So I want to know what that means. Exactly. Because exactly. he obviously is half and half, but if he's saying no cyborgs this time, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I agree with that. I mean, it definitely hooks you in with kind of like a vague idea of these characters' backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm left kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I think definitely uh, this was a good set up to a second and maybe third issue. I'm sure that Mark has the story already uh, devolved in his head and he knows where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to know more. I mean, I guess they say that's what a good uh, first issue does, leaves you wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I will say is that you all know that I'm a reader and I don't necessarily look at the at the art. Um, but when I went back and looked at it, it definitely, I mean, it, this is a self-published um, book, and it's all black and white. Um, I'll get lots of booze for this, but I don't even like black and white movies. <laughs> no, no booze for me. <laughs> what about Pie, guys? Pie, that movie Pie, it's so good. It's I never it's never, oh, my God, so good. Like so good, pie? guys. No, Pie, just Pie. Uh, it's the little... The little stick the with little the little pie. onion, uh-huh. where the little onion. You got to see that. Also, memento, guys. Memento. Never saw that oh Never lord, saw that what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> the only black and white one I'll ever see is the Logan one. In black. Oh and yeah, white. I kind of was interested in that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, no, that. I'll watch it too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I okay. So when I forced to watch black and white movies, I I usually mm-hmm. end up enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, <laughs> did you just go? <laughs> oh no, that was me. That was me clearing my throat. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean it. She's growling at me. 
No, no, I was shooting my throat. I swear to God. Because um, my roommate in college uh, loved watching old movies. Um, my husband loves watching old movies, um, most of which, when he asks me about them, I've never watched because I have this thing against black and white <laughs> movies. Anyway, that leads me. And the funny thing is, ironically, my my... As you guys know, my gateway comic was Walking Dead, which is completely in black and white. That's yeah. so crazy. <laughs> See what happens when you go outside your comfort zone? <laughs> um, but definitely, yeah, that that's um, something that if you uh, prefer color comics, this, um, this book is completely black and white, and it looks, some of it looks like it was drawn with a ballpoint pen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or like a really one of those really um, mechanical fine, fi- yes, yeah, I would say those really fine sharpies, the mm-hmm. the extra ultra fines. Um, so that can kind of drag it. It when I went back and looked at the pictures, I could see how that might distract a reader. I will agree with you. Um, <clears throat> I am a big fan of the action panels in this comic book. Mm-hmm. I feel that he was going in a really wonderful direction with the action. Um, but a lot of the story is kind of like just a kind of a lot of settings and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get enough of the action panels, um, which I did enjoy. But like you did say, um, I felt that the uh, pencil that was still in the panels was distracting for me. Mm -hmm. Like maybe um, if they weren't there and I could focus more on the like darker lines that it would be. I actually hadn't noticed that, but I'm going back and looking right now because again, I was just reading the (laughs) word. But I do see what you're talking about. Yeah. That that was distracting to me. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I feel this has a, a very interesting story premise, and I think it has a lot of potential, and I'm sure that he has a lot of mm-hmm. ideas in the backstory. Um, um, and this is, I think this is a, a labor of love that he For wants, sure. to, he wants yeah. to definitely do everything himself. Um, but, um, m- you know, maybe I feel that he wanted to get it out there. Um, sometimes when you wait too long on a dream, it can fizzle out. So I'm... I'm thinking maybe uh, in association with uh, another artist uh, to kind of blend mm-hmm. their their both their merits together. I think that would be that would make this super amazing. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you guys. Like the solid concept, I really do love solid concept. The concept, yeah, it's yeah. unique. It's interesting, and I myself, my my, um. um my end of term um, uh, paper, like when I go back to school, like I've this is like it that what I'm doing mm-hmm. is I'm a comparative literature major and my focus is on Japanese and Spanish literature, mm-hmm. and this is exactly like something that I would love to write about, like the fusion of oh like, yeah, yeah the, the similarity yeah in Japanese or like the attraction to that mm-hmm. culture and how it varies reflected uh, or how it's similar or yeah. can be can blend in really into. Um, uh, the Spanish, the Hispanic, mm-hmm. the Hispanic and Latino culture, like the second uh, largest population of Japanese uh, people is in Brazil. Oh wow! Oh, I wow. had no yeah. idea. I didn't it's, know that either. Yeah, it is, and there's a very strong Chinese presence in Mexico, mm. um, and also in Peru, and in Peru. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just a, and it like like I said, this is a solid concept and something that I would actually like very much like to see mm-hmm. more more of yeah 
I am not a fan of the art. Yeah. I am. Uh, can I see the book? Yeah. No. And and I think um just I'm sorry to uh, interrupt you, but well, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that um sometimes you don't want to let go of your baby. It's your baby. It's yeah, your yeah, story. It's yeah. your, it's and, your and, idea. And you want to execute the whole thing, but it's so much work. Yeah. And there are so many people out there that are willing to work with you and marry the story with the art. And mm-hmm. that's something that, that should be considered in this case. Yeah. If the art was consistent with the cover, mm-hmm. I would very much really love this. Yeah. It is... I, and I don't want to I don't want to distract people from it. Yeah. But it is it it looks like very very rough mm-hmm. concept art. Yeah. That was published, and I actually really like this opening page right here. Yeah. This is uh, besides the title. This is the cleanest mm-hmm. that you are probably going to see. It. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of like like I said like it looks like it was drawn in ballpoint pen or like in in like some kind of like ink but there's a lot of like pencil sketches that I think needed to be solid solidified or needed to be entirely erased and mm-hmm. removed and it's it it gets a little messy I do like I do have to admit that I do like the panel layout it makes yeah. it easy to read and I have seen Marvel books <laughs> yeah. with shitty layout yeah with, with absolutely crap layout yeah so and one, i think people don't give enough um credit to the way uh, the, the art of uh comic book layout it, i mean it definitely yeah. it has makes to, a difference it has to flow yeah. well and mm-hmm. the story has to um, move your eyes in yes. the right direction uh-huh. i mean that is that is a gift mm-hmm. and like i was saying about um Poe Noir is that uh, with the paw, and then they had the pen yeah, within uh-huh. the paw. I mean, so stuff like that is really in- innovative to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really give props to the paneling. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the story itself does leave me curious for more about what where the where it's going and he seems to have um, some threads laid out yes the tidbits here yes. and there that, uh-huh. uh, that shows like really thought out um, yeah. uh, process uh, well thought out plot but I I think he would very much benefit from a different artist Mm-hmm. I love this panel here halfway through, I think, where he has jumped out of a window and lands, the, the superhero landing, oh, with, yeah. his, <laughs> with his samurai sword in, front of, sword in front of him. That was like, I love this panel right And here. that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, the action. Mm-hmm. I'm liking mm-hmm. the action. Oh, he does kind of like that action. in the air kind of like kick kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's in the page before that. Uh-huh. I like that. I like oh, where it's yes. going. When he answers the door yeah. and he's like, mm-hmm. who's there? And yeah. He, yeah. I like where it's going. I do mm-hmm. like where it's going. Um, sometimes it's hard to let go of your baby. You want to do it all for your baby. Yeah, you you wanna, and you, I can I can understand that, but um, um, I definitely, either a different artist and also maybe, although the dialogue is decent, I feel like it maybe needs a little bit of, t- it maybe needs a little second looking over mm. because in some places it reads a bit awkwardly. Gotcha. And, um, but, I mean, I, I make mistakes too when I'm writing my papers and stuff like that. And sometimes you don't catch these things even though you're the one who's doing it. Yeah. Sometimes you need a beta or somebody or somebody else to look over it. Like, you're not 
like the it can stay the same, but maybe someone to look over and just be like, wait, what is what does what what is he trying to say? Yeah, I don't quite understand. And then you realize, oh, this is phrased maybe a bit awkwardly. I know what he's trying to say, but maybe the reader or doesn't know, or maybe I phrased it awkwardly, or maybe I am thinking that the character said something before that, but that I actually didn't put in. Mm-hmm. Just kind of little minutia a, mm-hmm. a bit, but um, it's it's a solid concept. Yeah, I I totally mm-hmm. agree. Um, the concept is solid. The artwork definitely is very rough. Um, but again, this is self-published. Um, I don't know. Um, I I know I spoke to him a little bit about it, and I can't remember. Um, I know he mentioned to me um, that this had been something that he had had out for um, a while, and um, I spoke to so many people. I should take no, notes. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know, and I, I, I agree. For I mean, for all we know, this was you know a, a first draft that he just really like we said. You know, people want mm-hmm. to just get it out there, and I've heard the um, the advice given multiple, multiple times of just do it and yeah. just get it out there and get it in front of yeah, people. Yeah, and kudos to him. He just he got it out, yeah. and we definitely were definitely interested yeah. in seeing mm-hmm. more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think that um, I, if there was a second issue, which I don't know if there was one there or not when I was at the table, I want to know. I'm invested. I want to know <laughs> what's going on. And um, there is a wanted sign in here um, where they show um, they show our our protagonist. Uh, before he it, he does he's not in his samor samoriachi outfit, outfit. outfit. Yeah. yeah like in like a, like a police outfit or something yes you know, like, like, like a, a, it's, a, it's yeah. a uniform yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so I want to know about that mm-hmm. oh yeah that's definitely like the most interesting yeah mm-hmm. so um I I would I would definitely read further so absolutely mm-hmm. agreed mm-hmm. so uh, how many contrasts does samoriachi get. I feel that this is like really from the heart, so I'm gonna give it to mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. to conscious. Yeah, I I agree, and also I'm I'm hooked um, with the story, the the little things that he laid out. So I would also give it to conscious. I am stuck because I don't want to give it one, but I'm I'm very sorry, but I'm not a fan of the yeah. art. I'm very much not a fan. Yeah. Um, but we could do have these. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give it because, like I said, like I, but I am, I really am interested in yeah. the story. It's it's good. I and it, I'm very much invested in that. That's why I don't want to give it a one. I also don't the art. <laughs> um, I don't want to detract people from it though, so I'm gonna. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's two all around, guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so um, Samariachi um, by Mark Martinez. And uh, you can find uh, Mark at his website, which is um, markeldude.tumblr.com. Um, he's also on Twitter. Um, his handle is markeldude. That's M-A-R-K-E-L-D-U-D, L-Dude. <laughs> um, and also Instagram, markeldude. Uh, so you can find him on uh, those uh, three uh, social media networks, and um, maybe we'll find out if there's another Samoriachi coming up. Absolutely. 
Um, one of the things they t- they tell you, like a lot of people that are artists or know how to draw this, like always practice, practice, practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. How can you expect to just buy like, you know, uh, pen pen brushes and be just like amazing? Amazing. Yeah. And, and definitely like. And I will say this, he already draws better than I do. <laughs> the the furthest extent of my drawing skills is maybe like a stick figure. Yeah. So like uh, like um and I have artist friends and I know the hard work that goes into it and I knew them in middle school when their drawings were <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were two big eyes and two big noses and stuff like that so and but some of them are in art school now some of them are actually like employed by like video game play- mm-hmm. places but i've i've seen their struggle and i know that sometimes it can be hard and a bit demoralizing but um definitely the best way to get better is to practice and i've seen them yeah. like practice and keep drawing and some of them will never are never satisfied even though i'm just like bruh you just made like renaissance (laughs) i'm like you this is so good but um definitely like um i know i said i'm not a fan but it's still a lot better yeah (laughs) and you can see the evolution of artists from early work until you know their most recent work even my husband on uh his web comic uh from the very very first couple of strips that he did compared to now um he likens it to the evolution that the simpsons made when they first came out on the tracy allman show and then uh evolved into their own series um Mm -hmm. his drawings his lines were very crude and and uh the way that um both myself and his character were drawn are completely um well not completely different but uh you definitely can see the evolution of his drawing and his skill just from continuing to do it over and over oh absolutely and web comics i think that's a really good one too where you can see the evolution of an artist i have followed some web comics since i was in basically in middle school Mm -hmm. and i've seen the progression of their art as well and sometimes they go back and they're like i need to fix this (laughs) Uh, but like uh web comics is a really good way of seeing how like maybe something starts off as not so great but i stuck through because that idea was solid it was really good and i really liked either their dialogue Mm -hmm. or what they were doing or like i didn't their what their artist style hadn't isn't what it is now yeah it was different and i kind of liked that and then slowly they progressed until i preferred their more current style but it's uh it's something that is natural that you can that you can see and that in itself has its charm in this book yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely um and it's fair i mean i talked to a few artists um where um you'll do something like you'll draw it in ink uh, and pencil and then like Mm -hmm. maybe like five years later you'll draw the same thing in ink and it'll be a little bit better Mm -hmm. or maybe like in another five years you'll do a sculpture of the same exact thing but it's evolving Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll use mixed media next time. I mean, that kind yeah. of stuff. Different media, what mm-hmm. you use. Definitely, he's, it looks like he was doing pen, pen, ink, and pencil in this. Mm-hmm. Maybe his media ha- will change. It also depends on the paper that they use. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. what they, what it is that they use to print it. Mm-hmm. But as we know, with comic books, a lot of the older comics have a unique style to yeah. them. Because, and a unique color to them mm-hmm. because of the newspaper print that yeah. they were printed on. As opposed to now, where it's different, it's the where a lot of art is done either like by through um, um 
digital right. art. Yeah. And in the magazine print that they use for a lot of comics now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I've actually seen some of the like uh, panel boarding mm-hmm. that they use for comic book pages. And um, some artists add on like other kind of paper to make their panels. So it even adds a different texture to the whole paneling thing. So, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the way to do it is endless. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do see potential. I'm very, I would really very much like to read the rest of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Next on our list, guys, is uh, Cash and Carry. And I think that title <laughs> is so <laughs> clever. I just oh got it right now. I was like, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> just right now when I read it out loud, I'm like, the? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh this, uh, this one's uh, written by um, Julie. Julie. I was like, uh, she spells it differently. So I'm like, hey. yeah, it's funny because when I went to go pick up, it was on your recommendation. Mm-hmm. You're the one who went and talked um, to them. saw it and talked to them and you mentioned it to me. So I went and sought the table out. And I opened the book, and I saw the name, and I said, oh, are you Julie? She said, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for <laughs> pronouncing my name right. She's like, you're the only person who pronounces it right all day. <laughs> I was going to say something like Gwili. She's like, some people are like, Gwili? Now, look, I think it's worth it. We should take a picture of the inscription in the front. They made oh, it out yeah. to Comadresi Comics. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so it's illustrated and lettered by Penny Candy Studios and created by Sean Pryor. Uh, so its on main characters are Dallas Cash, uh, an investigator and tenacious techie, and Ines Carey, investigator and captain of the wrestling team. So Which already, guys, I totally yes, love. I yes. totally love because the guy is a techie. Yes. And the girl is a wrestler. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like, do not mess with this team because they got it down. So, yeah, so his last name is Cash. Her first name is Carrie. They're Cash and Carrie. Yes. And that is so <laughs> amazing. I love it. Yes. Just that alone was totally cute. I loved it. Um, it's. I feel that this, I'm going to start off. This comic book I felt was, like, really smart and edgy. Mm-hmm. I love the writing style. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the investigation process yeah. that they go through. I mean, this is kind of a really smartly written book because um, they have to come up with clever ways to kind of keep you in the mystery. Mm-hmm. But not being not, um, I mean, they have to carry you to, like, want to read more. So, um the the investment they put into kind of being like mysterious about the whole story I really appreciate. Yeah, when she explained it to me, she um she pretty much said that it was like a a cross between uh what did she say? Um it was a cross between wait, what what's Scully and Mulder? Uh FBI? No, no, what, what's X-Files? that TV show? There you go. Probably X Files <laughs> and like Scooby Doo kind. <laughs> and I got that sensation. I totally did, and I really loved it. I thought their dialogue was really edgy and cute, mm-hmm. but at the same time, really smart because these kids are really smart. Yeah. And I love that about this book. Um, I really like the art as well. Um, the art is very okay. So um, the book that we have is the first. Um, the first issue to this story arc, and it's actually um, a Kickstarter um, incentive cover that we have. So apparently they had this book um, on Kickstarter that they originally um, posted to um, to garner all of the support and monetary funding to get it 
published. But Jen has some uh, interesting news about um, about that. She recently saw that it was it's been picked up, um, and it actually um, has a trade paperback out. Mm-hmm. And it was through what did you say? It was through Action, Action Lab. Lab. Yeah, Action Lab picked them up. And mm-hmm. I can't remember if they had the trade there or not. I don't remember the trade yeah. at all. No. But Action Lab is pretty, I mean, they're a pretty decent um, uh, publishing company, and they publish a lot of um, some of the, like, all ages or, like, tweeny type stuff. And so this really fits perfectly in with uh, the rest of the books that they have. Um, and the fact that they got picked up by Action Lab after reading this is not a surprise to me at all. Yeah, Absolutely. Agreed. It's very, very cute. And it re- it's very much along the lines of, like, Nimona yeah. and Lumberjanes mm-hmm. and Gotham Academy mm-hmm. and, like, um... Oh God! What's Jonesy. that other one? Jonesy. Yes, Jonesy. Yeah, Jonesy. It's uh, it's really it's Nutmeg. Nutmeg. Also, yeah, nutmeg. and Nutmeg is another action lab. Nutmeg is another action lab one, but this one is super cute. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely love it, and it's like it's basically like like uh a bit like Sherlock Holmes for kids. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sherlock Holmes for kids with that little added component of the like the sci-fi supernatural. Oh yes. yeah, definitely, yeah. and that, that's that's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I love that. Now I don't know if you guys noticed. Um, there was a little snippet in this uh, within the book itself. There was like a a TV interruption. Mm-hmm. Um, it was oh, kind yeah, of like yeah. a. It was a all of a sudden kind of stopped and went into like a whole different where you're watching the news and then oh at the end of the book uh-huh. yeah, yeah that's right uh-huh. and um I thought it was so cool because the reporter's name is Jackie <laughs> Kirby I was like yeah. what am I the only one who got this no, reference no I noticed that right away <laughs> I was like oh cool that is so cool that is a nod and homage to Jack Kirby yeah mm-hmm. so I thought that was super clever and cute yeah. so it's it's. Definitely geared for kids, but I think um, they do a nod to, like, the adult that's probably supervising their kids' reading um, with uh, mentioning Jackie or creating the character of Jackie Kirby as the reporter, which I thought was really cool. (laughs) And I love uh, YA books. Uh, I I used to, in college, uh, during my summer uh, downtime, I would go to the bookstore and just buy up all the YA books, and that's what I would do. I would read, like, one a day just because it's so fast uh, reading. But Mm -hmm. I read probably... I don't know how many Goosebump books in college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, just, um, I love all a- or YA and all ages um, comic books. Um, I mean, we Jonesy, Nutmeg, a lot of Namona, Ghost. Yeah, they're, they're, the storytelling is just so amazing. So I just... That's just a little plug to listeners that don't let it turn you off if you think that it's a kid's book. Um, the storytelling, it can be just as compelling as one that is rated teen plus or um, what's rated a, or, or rated M for mature. Uh-huh. Um, definitely give the all-age books a try. Definitely. Absolutely. Yep. Agreed. Uh, so what are we going to rate this book, guys? I give it three conchas. I really loved it. I mean, it, the the first issue takes you um, through a, a story of the missing goat from um, a rival <laughs> school. And um, Cash and Carrie are trying to figure out what happened to the goat. Um, and at the end of this book, 
Um, spoiler alert, uh, the goat actually mysteriously reappears, but has some, like, glowing green eyes and a glowing, like, um, symbol on its body. Yes. That is cleverly covered by, like, one of those cloths yes, that go over uh-huh. the body. So it's like, what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, you just reminded me. So, because Cash and Carrie have contacts in the other school. Yes, like, so, they have like contacts. And, um... And it was really funny that they have fake student ID yes, cards. So <laughs> many for all the neighboring schools. For all the neighboring schools. And I thought that was like, that was my favorite part yeah. of that entire scene. <laughs> and uh, and the, the, when they go to the other school and they have the fake student yeah. ID cards. <laughs> and they have a friend there who give, who tells them all the info. And they're like, we're not here to cause trouble. We're here investigating. Yeah. And I thought mm-hmm. that was that was very clever and very, very cute. Yeah, yeah. it was. It totally was. I love that they have cute little um, aquamarine mopeds that they get around on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and also um, their, their roller shoes oh yeah i I think cash actually at some point says that's that's the way we roll and they they flicked out the roll their roller tennis shoes yeah Yeah, and and skated away (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the writing is very clever i laughed um uh multiple times in reading the story and again um the the hook uh at the end at the uh the cliffhanger Definitely has me wanting to read further. So there is a trade paperback that is, uh, is it already available, Jen? Yes, I believe it is already um, uh, available, and I have already ordered some. So, yeah, so uh, we are going to, um, on a future episode, read the entire trade, and we'll be able to um, let you know uh, what we think about the whole story arc. Excellent. So did we... I said three conchas. Okay, I'm, I'm also three conchas, guys, for sure. Love the art, love the characters. And the art is so... This is an, an art style that I really, really enjoy with all ages books. It's very, like, chibi, cute, kawaii-like style to me. It, it reminds me, actually, of Cody and the Creepies, that is a new book that's out. Um, I really enjoy, like, the last part of the book where they take you through the creative process where they show you oh, the evolution yeah. of yes, Cass and Carrie. Yes, I was uh-huh. like, oh. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, you can see the wheels turning. It's so cool. I, re- I really enjoy that. I feel like, you know, um, I don't know. It just strikes a chord with me for sure. How about you, Jen? Um, I will give it three conchas. Yay. Yay. <laughs> three conchas, everyone. <laughs> We are going to move on to um, our newest edition, um, our segment, Juntos y Fuertes. Um, I know that most of you out- listeners out there have probably already seen the Black Panther trailer. And uh, what do you guys think? The world is changing. Soon there will only be the conquerors. And the conquerors. So we've all seen the Black Panther trailer that is out. It just came out. Um, what did you guys think? 
Oh my god, so <laughs> amazing! I'm loving the music background. Yeah, usually I don't like really it. Good. Like for Assassin's Creed, they had a Kanye, and I was like out. Yeah. Uh, but but this one, it, it's really powerful. Yeah. I really love the imagery. I love how um in the background there, I believe it's his dad talking to him. Mm-hmm. Um, how um you're a good man, but it, but it's hard for a good man to be a king. Yeah, I was like, yeah. What? This is so cool. So I'm very excited about this movie. The lines are beautiful on the costume. Yeah. Uh, the man is impressively <laughs> hot. The women are, especially like his bodyguard, the one that was going to throw down with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's Move beautiful. Or you will be moved. Iconic. So I love that um, that all the bodyguards, all the, the military, uh, the the people who are the protectors on Wakanda are female. Um, Dora Milano. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I really, there's kind of like a, a parallel to me um, with the Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Just the fact that all these women are so kick ass. I, I've just really, be, ever since I saw um, them come out in uh what was it civil war yeah um it was just i couldn't wait to for this movie specifically for that reason Mm -hmm. um i mean black panther in and of himself is an amazing character and iconic character being the first black character um in marvel comics but um the yeah the dora milage just for me it, it was like the thing that i couldn't wait to see Absolutely. I can't wait to see this movie. Um, what do you think, Jen? I'm so super excited. I, this teaser trailer like just fulfilled like everything that I've been hoping for in this movie. <laughs> and it's just so good. I love the music. I love all the actors that they've chosen. And Michael B. Jordan looks so oh good. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Great. And, um, yeah, we were talking about um, uh, the, her, the bodyguard. Her name is Ayo. Um, and it's just, I'm so excited, because she had that, the most kick-ass scene, too, where she was, like, kicking ass yeah. in that casino, oh, yeah. with, yeah. like, I don't know if it was a spear, I or just, like, a just modified pole that she got, <laughs> like, that was in, like, her red dress, I'm just like, yes, yes. give me Damn. more, <laughs> like, oh, it was just so, like, I can't oh. wait, I can't wait, but, you know, all right, I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're talking about the, this trailer on the, uh, Juntos y Fuertes, and this is why um, there's already an internet backlash about the Black Panther poster that, oh my uh, God. right? Um, they're um, comparing it to um, that. They're already complaining that it's so, so militant and so black. So what's on the poster that he's? he's he, there's nothing wrong with the poster. He's sitting in a chair. Okay, or I, I was like. Is it some weird secret poster I haven't seen? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought, too. I went online to look for this poster everybody's complaining about, and it's him sitting. He's not even holding a weapon. Look, they were making, they were saying that it would look too much like the um, uh, the Black Panther party, the Hugh um, uh, Hugh P. Newton, Mm -hmm. and how he was portrayed in most of his photos. But let me tell you this. So So that... That pose itself can one. also be compared to Abraham Lincoln. Yes, and anybody yes. on a freaking throne. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? It's, if it's militant, so what? There, it's a black nation that has never been in the yes, and yes. in Africa. Yeah. like, do you understand? Like, 
what that means to people. Yeah. You know, like, they're never going to want to be invaded, and they're never, and people, fans of it, are never going to want to see it invaded. And for those mm-hmm. of you who um, don't really know a lot of the background um, about Wakanda and um, why somebody might want to invade it, they have um, a rich, um, uh, what do you say, they have... Um, you can only get vibranium from Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And as for, for those of you who don't know, vibranium is what uh, is used to make Captain America's shield. And mm-hmm. also, I think Iron Man um, uses it, too, for his, for his uh, uh, suit. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, so it is almost indestructible. indestructible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's worth a lot of money to a lot of people. And it can only be um, farmed out of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So they have something to protect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's not to be confused with adamantium. No. <laughs> well, actually, in the comic books, it is adamantium. Vibranium was only created specifically for the movies because the X-Men movies had already claimed adamantium. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so. look at that. <laughs> I learned something new. <laughs> so, um, um, I just wanted to sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, um, yeah, so that's why in... <coughs> In the movies, it's vibranium. In the comics, it's adamantium. Okay, ah, okay. okay, got it. So, like, if, like, yeah, like, that's how Wolverine's claws are made and all that stuff. But, like, Fox got the rights to <laughs> use that word adamantium, okay. um, uh, um, uh, before, but Marvel was able to skirt around that and make mm-hmm. vibranium, which is pretty cool in itself, too. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, whoa, all these cool elements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah and um yeah you know shame on you for complaining about something i mean if it's not complaining about an all-woman showing of wonder woman it's complaining about a man sitting in a chair seriously guys and be, and that it's too black i'm right. sorry then what's the, what's the appropriate amount of blackness i like i'm sorry i didn't know there was like a quota Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's called Black Panther. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to explain it to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, Juntos y Fuertes, guys. I think we should support this film. We should get out there and watch it. Yeah. And we should respect if there's going to be an all-African-American showing. Respect that because, mm-hmm. you know what, they have a right to do their own showing if they want to. Just yeah. like women had their own yeah. right to do an all-woman showing. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's support our brothers and sisters on this um for this movie definitely i can't wait to see it i think it's going to kick my butt <laughs> I, I can't wait to see it either and i'm super mm-hmm. excited to see a lot of my friends on facebook who are not necessarily comic book uh readers or and or movie watchers get excited about this um about this movie um they're my friends who are black and um are definitely all about seeing themselves up on the tv screen in a positive um amazing kick-ass fashion and i think that is worth all the support in the world mm-hmm. yes that's worth all the conscious and the pan dulce uh-huh. and the panaderia. Yes. And, and, oh, go ahead. Yeah, oh, and like I said, and like Wonder Woman was all women, a, an island of just women, a paradise. Mm-hmm. Then this is what Wakanda is, but for a black audience. Yes, like, exactly. Like seeing a powerful nation that's never been invaded, that's advanced. Yeah. So much more advanced than anything yeah. else in the Marvel Universe. Anything. Even Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like even Tony Stark. And it is... Yeah, that there are people in Wakanda that are smarter than Tony Stark. Wow. Yeah. Moon Girl. <laughs> <laughs> now, Moon Girl isn't from Wakanda, but 
That'd, but be, now she but she that'd be great if she went to visit. That's a good little segue into our next segment. But before we move on, I just want to um, mention that I did a quick uh, Google search. And actually, Ray Branium's first appearance was in Daredevil number 13, which was in February 1966. Oh, cool. Whoa. So... Um, it has definitely, um, it, it's a big deal and definitely I'm looking forward to seeing this movie for sure. But, um, yeah, you made a, you made a, um, parallel, um, statement about how Wakanda is what, uh, Themyscira, uh, Paradise Island was in Wonder Woman. And, mm-hmm. um, another one of the Juntos y Fuertes things that I wanted to mention, um, is about one of the actresses in Wonder Woman. Um, her name is Anne Wolf, and she actually played Artemis in the movie. Um, she is a badass, <laughs> uh, bad, bad, badass, um, boxer. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. She uh, is considered one of the best fighters and hardest punchers in the history of women's boxing. Hardest punchers. Yes. Hardest Whoa. punchers, yes. Um, and she's held world titles simultaneously in four different weight divisions. What wow. the hell? Simultaneously? Yeah. So um, she... Has that ever been done, I wonder? Because that I don't know. just seems extraordinary. Four yeah. different weight divisions? Yeah. Wow. So she's an athlete for sure, um, oh, and yeah. she, I think, embodies um, what Artemis is. Artemis, um, for those of you who don't know, is known as um, the she's the Greek god of the hunt, mm-hmm. uh, and um, Anne herself actually has a really interesting backstory. Um, she has in her past um, she was incarcerated, uh, she was homeless for a while. Wow. She had um, she was in a domestic violence abusive relationship in her teens, um, wow. and she's also struggled with um, illiteracy and lost both of her parents at the age of eighteen. Oh my God! So she really comes from um, a background where she had to struggle in a lot of different areas mm-hmm. um and the fact that she's a boxer it's kind of just like in the embodiment of everything that she put into to fight to be where she is absolutely so um the reason why i'm mentioning her in juntos uh, y fuertes is that there is a um, change.org petition going out um going on around the social media and um the petition is titled we want an artemis action figure I totally agree. (laughs) So, um, and they want it to be modeled after Anne Wolf. So, if you uh, agree that she is just an amazing, amazing um, athlete and just person, and she did a great job in the role of Artemis in the Wonder Woman movie, definitely check out this petition and sign it. And um, I think it would be just wonderful to have this strong black female character have her own um, her own action figure. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, just her backstory alone, it could be like a personification of fucking the human spirit. Yeah. I'm sorry, did I just... <laughs> I just F-bombed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I really feel strongly about this. I mean, um, 
you know, it's so awesome when you can like present your child, your your little girl or little boy with with such a strong figure. Yes. Um, both in the comic book world, in the Greek mythology, and also in real life. So I th- I say go for it. Sign that petition, guys, because I'd buy that action figure. Yes, I, I would, would too. too. Oh my god. <laughs> So, we're moving along to On My Radar. I have an amazing, amazing thing on my radar that I just discovered this week. I um, was trying to catch up on all my comic book reading, and um, I think it's the most recent issue of Champions. It's Champions number nine, and um, as I was reading it, I was blown away by the fact that um, there is a first appearance of a brand new Latina female character in Champions number nine. Her name is Fernanda Ramirez, and she goes by the Red Locust. And the great thing about her backstory, which um, Champions number nine actually has um, a small section in the back with um, with her backstory. Um, this actually was an awesome issue. Uh, Viv Vision. It was all about her and kind of going off and doing her own thing. But she comes across Fernanda, and they um, they meet up and they um, they foil the bad guys. Um, but the cool thing about um, the Red Locust backstory is that this is a tradition that has been held in her family for generations. Really? And it was the tradition for uh, the firstborn son of um, every family to become the Red Locust. I mean, of every, um, not every family, of every decade, of every um, generation. Generation, there you go. To become the Red Locust. But her parents never had sons. Oh, wow. And um, she had to fight for the um for the for the right the right i was gonna say she's gonna fight for the right (laughs) 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 she had to fight for the chance to um show them that she could do it and the cool thing um about uh what she the one of the first things that she did was that she totally studied up on science and she taught herself um, mechanics and chemistry and all this stuff um, just so that she could um, upgrade her suit. And the cool thing about the suit, Jen made this observation when I showed it to her, it, it looked like Champolin Colorado. Yeah, and I was like, well, you know what? It's not much of a, a throw to the Red Locust. Yeah, it's exactly. not, not much of a jump to that. Yeah. But, um, Aren't they the same family bug Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that she is the first female in her entire history of her family um, to become the Red Locust, and that, you know, she's, and this is kind of like her, her uh, coming of uh, superhero age story of her trying to just really fill out where she belongs and mm-hmm. actually Viv at the, in, in this um, issue Viv tells her that as long as the rest of the champions are down with it that she could come be a champion Oh, that's nice. so cool. So oh we'll see God. what happens when she takes it back to the rest of them. But um, what I really, really enjoyed, um, another thing I really enjoyed, I've, there's many things. Um, <laughs> but at the end, um, after they've already caught the bad guy and they're just kind of sitting uh, and hanging out and eating, Viv is eating a bowl of something and Fernanda is explaining to her that it's pozole. Oh! oh! 
Oh, nice. Yeah, and talks to her about how it's a traditional um, food uh, for her family and that it, um, how the tradition goes all the way back to the Aztecs. So I mm-hmm. thought that that was just super, super cool. And the fact that we have a Latina, another Latina female superhero uh, on the stage in the Marvel Universe is just, I love it. We're taking over, guys. Just so you know. <laughs> That's so um, cool. I mean, have we heard of anything coming from DC at all? Just a question. I, I haven't really looked into it. Um, other than Jessica, I don't know. I don't read a lot of DC. Mm-hmm. Um, so there could be. And it's just not on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check it out. We'll check, we'll check the math out. We'll check it out, yeah. <laughs> well, we got to read more DC now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But... On my radar is actually a new book that came out this week. Was it this week? It was this week. Called Baby Teeth. Oh, yeah. Actually, was it this week? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> this week. So this is a new comic by Aftershock Comics, well, published by Aftershock mm-hmm. Comics, and it is written by Donnie Cates, who is the writer of Buzzkill, Paybacks, Redneck, and God Country, with art from Gary Brown. Now, Baby Teeth is about Stady Ritter, who is 16 years old, 9 months pregnant, and she's scared of her sweet, nerdy mind. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because she is giving birth to the Antichrist. What the? F- yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, stop. Oh, my God. No way. Okay, you had me at hello. One of the founders of Aftershock, or one of the guys that um, is uh, running it, comes into the shop quite often, and he described it as Juno meets Rosemary's baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's such a great, that, those are two great things that oh I love. God. Yep, and um, I'm <laughs> and I am super excited, and this is just I uh, I just love anything that is like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've I've read so many comics that the, the Goddamned, yeah, um, <laughs> God is disappointed in you. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> God is dead. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, comics that are that uh, kind of revolve around this theme of yeah. Christianity and all that stuff. Um, and I usually do like reading uh, um, uh, comics like those when they come out. Mm-hmm. But this one was really, really good, and I really liked it. And Kristen was actually the one uh, that informed me that Baby Teeth is better than uh, Animosity, has sold more than um, um, Aftershock's other hit, Animosity, which yeah. is also a really amazing. good, amazing comic. And it done so well that Aftershock is offering to retailers that any store that orders 75% of their Baby Teeth number one orders for the launch of Unholy Grail will get all their orders made returnable. Mm -hmm. So that is, they they are very confident the and they are they're using the support and like the I guess the benefits that come from uh from making another hit um to support other comics and also it's called Unholy Grail so yeah. I'm sold yeah <laughs> well Unholy Grail is written by Colin Bunn and Colin Bunn is um a big Marvel writer he does Deadpool he does um what else has he done uh, I think he's been on multiple um titles but where i love him the most is his horror books 
he is the writer of Harrow County. I love Harrow County. Um, it's just so well written and just so creepy. Um, it's about a oh, yeah. young it's a young mm-hmm. coming of age um, story about a young girl who discovers that she's a witch, a reincarnated a reincarnated witch. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's just so good. Um, if you've never um, heard of Harrow County, definitely give it a try. It's really amazing. But mm-hmm. um, I had the opportunity to talk to Colin at um, San Diego Comic Con last uh, summer and um, talked to him about how much I loved Harrow County. And he shared with me that that's really where his heart is. His heart is in those stories. Oh, wow. And it shows. It definitely shows. Yeah, definitely. So he also did um, uh, Night of the Living Deadpool, The Empty Man, uh the Sixth Gun, uh, Volume Three, Death Follows. Oh yeah, Death know? Follows, and uh, Spider Man Season One hardcover. Oh okay, <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Hellheim, The Witch War. Yeah, so he's awesome. But this, uh, uh, is it Donnie or Danny? Donnie. Donnie. Donnie Cates. He has blown up all over the place. Oh, yeah. Redneck? Yeah. So the fact that he um, is attached to this baby teeth, um, I think, is definitely what has caused the numbers to just go up. And I've read it, and it's it's really good. Mm -hmm. I I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Same here. so cool. That's why it's on my my radar. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, what is on my radar is um, they are... Actually, in talks of rebooting Hellboy, um, they're yes. gonna be yeah, they're gonna be using Stranger Things star David Harbor, um, and uh, Millennium is in negotiations with producers Larry Gordon and Lloyd Levin uh, to reboot and relaunch. Um, Mike Richardson from Dark Horse uh, also producing. Uh, Neil Marshall, um, he ha- he has uh, hits like The Descent. And uh, his work of Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. Uh, so he's attached to direct this film. Um, the working title right now is Hellboy Rise of the Blood Queen. So that's pretty interesting. Nice. nice. What I If it involves vampires, you already have my money. <laughs> what I'm interested in is the fact that you guys said that it's rated R. Oh, yes, yes. that's right. Because after reading Hellboy in Mexico, I have to say that similarly to... Uh, Deadpool to do Hellboy right, I think that um, that rated R rating, yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think um, the studios and you know other producers are seeing the benefits of a rated R movie to stay true to the character. Yeah, thank you, Deadpool. Thank you, Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Yes, thank you, whoever else was involved in that. (laughs) Fox, right? Yeah. Well, no, Fox didn't want to do it. But but they did it right. But it's, they it did was it. a box right. But they did it and they were trying to like do not, do it. not do it. <laughs> they they cut the budget for that movie so many times, ah. which is why they didn't have a lot of the bullet effects. Which oh, was, that, was, oh, that really? was that was the running gag for it. Mm. That he counted his bullets because that's literally all they could use. <laughs> and that uh, and that uh, that end scene when he forgets his guns in the car uh-huh. is because he they why bring he couldn't use them <laughs> uh-huh. because they couldn't do bullet effects. I love yeah. that. That's, that's so cool. Funny. I know, yeah. right? Oh, it wow. also gives a little bit more uh, credence to the funny line about how he talks about. You're wondering why I'm at the the um, X. Mansion and we're only meeting <laughs> 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 like, 
like there wasn't enough in the budget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. No, and mm-hmm. I like the way they played that out. That was really cool, really <laughs> clever. Um, I can't wait to the second movie. Just talking about that right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty much looking forward to this reboot. I'm a little sad that Guillermo del Toro wasn't able to um, continue on with the Hell Hellboy uh, movies. Also, mm-hmm. um, Ron Perlman. Yeah, be I mean, well. he's so iconic to that role. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be um, really hard for real fans to get over that, almost mm-hmm. like how I would be going to see a new Wolverine movie without Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I, c- I can. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't even <laughs> want to think about it, guys. But, yeah, yes, that's on my radar. Well, I'm excited about that, actually. I'm excited to uh, read more Hellboy. We have um, a Hellboy book coming up at our um, our weekly trade paperback discussion group at the shop. And um, I really am interested to, after reading Hellboy in Mexico, to continue to learn more about the character. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And I'd like to see, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what how they're going to go with this character and, you know, the rated R uh, rating. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty interested. So that's on my radar. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of episode number 15. Any, oh, uh, and I'd like to make an announcement, too, also. Um, um, nobody claimed any of the piñatas with the red tickets, mm-hmm. uh, with the red raffle tickets. So what we're going to do now is we're going to raffle them on social media. Uh, we're going to raffle them uh, beginning on Instagram, and then we're going to share the pictures on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and we'll include in the picture how you can win them yeah. on social media. Um, so stay tuned for that. Follow us again on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, any shout-outs, guys? Well, I really want to shout-out to both Eric and Jacob for being amazing helpers at our Wonder Woman Day. And... Um, Everybody that came out, thank you so much for coming out and supporting uh, 75 years of an amazing female character. Wonder Woman! I'm sorry. (laughs) I always want to throw that in there. I'm so excited about that. I am excited about our next episode where we'll be doing a full-on review of Wonder Woman the movie. Uh, versus some of the information on the character that we've grown to love from the comic book. Uh-huh. Any shout-outs for you, Jen? Um, Don't forget right. Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> shout-out to uh, Sam Humphreys for... Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! I forgot all about that. How could we forget? Yes. Yes. How could we forget? <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Humphreys, on your wedding. Yes. Uh, that should have been a real cheese man. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I had it in mind, but then I thought, no. It's too personal. Yeah, it is kind of personal. (laughs) No, but I wanted to shout him out because uh, for giving us, uh, uh, for tweeting at us and for telling us, uh, for really appreciating the fact that we we are doing this. And he he said that um, uh, he very much likes what we're doing and that um, uh, he likes contributing uh, than the fact that we chose two of his books. Yes, absolutely. I, I was really surprised when he knew that we had... Yes, um, I was too. I know, that, that we had reviewed uh, Black Lanterns, uh, Jessica Green Lanterns. <laughs> Black Lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> oh guys, I am sorry. It's beer, I'm telling you, beer. Well, there are Black Lanterns, yeah. so yes, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of okay. Um, and Jonesy, and I was like, he heard us? What? <laughs> if, if you're listening, we love you. 
Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So I'm very excited about that. I mean, my dream is eventually he comes on our show and we get to, you know, pick his brain and hang out and drink a beer and talk about, you know, stuff. (laughs) I think Jonesy already, does she already have a second trade? Yeah, she has a second volume out. We have it in the store. Yeah. Excellent. We could do that. That'd be so cool. So shout out to him. Thanks for bringing that up because I, Mm -hmm. you know, like there was so much stuff to go on and then that was kind of on a personal note for us and I thought it was just amazing yeah and mm-hmm. actually in the same vein a shout out to all of the uh, creators from the books that we did um, for the East LA comic-con part one um, we got a lot of um, really um, awesome heartfelt thank yous from a lot of the creators from the books that mm-hmm. we uh, did in our episode 14 from King and also um, what uh, oh, it was uh, uh-huh. Pone Noir. Oh yes, Pone Noir. Uh-huh. And then what was the third one? I don't remember. Was it was oh, it another? The, oh, the the Luchador. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. I, yeah. I I um I really appreciate that that they reached out to us mm-hmm. and you know I, thank you so much. Um, stay with your product with your projects because they're super amazing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, if it comes from the heart, then it's you know it's it's awesome. So, people can tell, and yeah. people will be interested. Yeah, absolutely. And I really like that little comment the, on the luchador. Uh-huh. He said that the the name on the yes on the, <laughs> on the title on the um on the cover of the, was, was a mistake. Was, was yeah. a mistake. Okay. So I was like, <gasps> uh-huh. he noticed that we noticed. <laughs> yeah, and so we noticed that he noticed that we noticed. <laughs> so yeah, so for those of you listening, that well, I one of the things I said is I need to know, and now we know it was a mistake, and he's going to change it. Um, on um, future, future 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 printings. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Excellent. And the cool thing too is that he said he totally gave us props. He said we picked up on most all of um, the little tidbits of things that he laid down for his story building and his world building. Nice. That we picked up on all of the hints that uh-huh. he did. So oh, yeah, cool. Very exciting. We pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, thanks, you guys. And, um, man, I hope to see you guys next year at the next uh, East L.A. Comic Con for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so definitely um, follow us on Instagram at Comadres Comics. Tweet us on Twitter at Comic Comadres. And definitely follow us on Facebook. We try to put up uh, a lot of information on there, so um, it'd be really cool if you followed us. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just an FYI, if, if you have any interest in contacting us on another platform uh, instead of Facebook, we now have an email that where you can send to us. Yeah, it's uh, really simple, comadrecicomics at gmail.com. And we do read our emails, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to complain or anything, please feel free. We love feedback. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys, for listening. We have been your hosts. I am Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Ciao.